Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Man, I hope you were encouraged this morning. Man, I just want to give a huge shout out. Come on to our worship team once again. Uh, I know that some of you are getting antsy and you're wanting the full band and you're wanting to be in the building and, and all that stuff. But come on, right there from home, can you just give them a big hand? Um, also, uh, man, I would love to give a big hand once again to, man, the crew that is making this happen for us. Uh, man, all the tech team, media team, come on, give them a hand. And so awesome. Uh, to, to Listen, man, the church can't be stopped. And it's so awesome to see that we're still able, come on, to get the good news of Jesus out um, in this creative way. And, and so blessed that you'd be joining us on this Sunday. Uh, man, on Thursday night, we did something pretty cool. On Thursday night, uh, we had our pursuit night, uh, which was awesome. Time of prayer. Hopefully you tuned into that. We've been doing it every Thursday night. Uh, we shortened it up a little bit and we're going from 8 to 8.30 rather than 8 to 9, but it was awesome. Uh, but from 6 30 to 8 30 this past Thursday we did drive-by prayer and communion and it was absolutely incredible uh, man go to our social media pages you'll see some posts there people coming through uh, receiving prayer for needs they might have things like that um but also taking communion. Man, it was just a great time. And you know, we're, we're doing the best we can under the circumstances and just being creative and, uh, and figuring things out as we go. Um, matter of fact, I wanna ask this question and I would love for you to get engaged here. And so you can throw pictures up um, if you can in the comments section. I don't even know if that's possible um, because I'm usually on this side, I'm not there commenting. Um, but if you can throw pictures up or you can just type in a response or whatever. Um, but how many of you guys are tired of wearing masks. Are you with me? I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit tired of wearing masks. As a matter of fact, I went from uh, uh, this really nice, you know, uh, mask that someone gave me uh, to a cloth mask. Now, this is my, this is my favorite right here. Um, this is my new favorite mask right here um, because it's um, bright and cheery, kind of like your pastor. Um, but also, I like it because it's soft. It doesn't bother me uh, when I'm wearing it. And so here's what I'd love for you to do. If you're tired of wearing a mask, just go ahead and throw it in the comments now. Yep, I'm with you. I'm tired of wearing a mask. Um, or maybe if you can, if you're able to, post a picture um, of, of your favorite mask that you're wearing right now. And let's just, you know, have fun in uh, the midst of a, a little bit of a bad situation here. Um, but we are in a series uh, entitled, It's Going to Be Okay. It's going to be okay. We started this series, uh, man, when this whole thing started, uh, we just wanted to get a message out of faith, hope, and love and let people know that it's going to be okay. And you might be sitting there saying, Pastor, how can you declare that? How do you know it's going to be okay? Because I believe when God is on our side and when God is with us and when God is for us, come on somebody, it's going to be okay. Um, now, if you're tuning in and you're checking us out, you might be looking here and you're saying, Pastor, you're on stage. Um, and you haven't changed anything, tweaked anything. I know a lot of my friends out there uh, are doing a little bit different style. And man, I love it. I love seeing that creativity and all that stuff. Um, but man, we just, man, we just wanted to be in the building and continue to bring, uh, man, just some passion and some love right here uh, from Canvas Church. So grab your Bible right now, if you would, and go with me to Psalm 20. Psalm 20. Psalm 20 is a passage that God put on my heart this past week uh, within our It's Going to Be Okay series. And Psalm 20, let me just set it up for you as you're turning there. Um, Psalm 20, uh, like so many of the other Psalms, are written in a song format. And they were actually meant to be sung by the people. 
Um, this was a way of encouraging them. It was a way of reminding them of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. And a lot of these psalms were written in such a way where maybe uh, just one person sang it, uh, or maybe it was a, a, whole, a whole choir that sung it. Uh, well, in Psalm 20, what we're going to discover is that this is a choir singing. And although David most likely is the one that penned this, um, really the choir is singing to their king, King David. And we're going to read about that in just a minute. Uh, the setting is this, is that apparently David is about ready to lead uh, his armies into battle. And as they're getting ready to lean their armies into battle, all the people would declare what we're about to read over their king, uh, thus basically getting him ready, pumping him up for the battle. Also, what we're going to discover as we read Psalm 20 is that it's prophetic in nature and that it begins to speak of the coming king, the anointed one, Jesus, Jesus Christ. So Psalm 20, uh, we're going to start in verse 1, and I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation. And it reads... In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. Come on, isn't that an awesome thought? Man, in times of trouble, maybe times that we're going through right now, or, or maybe times uh, just that you walk through personally, but in times of trouble, the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. May we shout, so here's the choir. It's obviously the choir that's singing this. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king he will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise and stand firm. Give victory to our king, O Lord. Answer our cry for help. And this ends with the very statement that it starts with. Let me read verses one and two again before I pray. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. I want to talk to you today on the idea that he hears your call for help. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments that I have with this audience that's tuning in on televisions and computer screens and phones, that you would help me create an environment for people to discover your son, Jesus, know your incredible love, and understand the amazing plan that you have for their life. And God, I lift up once again all of those that are personally being impacted by what's going on, that you would strengthen them and encourage them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Playing sports 
uh, in high school and even in college, um, there was something we would do before we would go out and play the game. Uh, it's called the pregame ritual. Now, anybody uh, that's listening this morning that's played sports, you understand the pregame ritual. Now, in basketball, it wasn't anything too intense. Um, we might get in a huddle and we might have a little chant, something we did in the locker room, and we would get moving and we would do this chant, uh, and then we'd yell at the end, and then as we walked out the tunnel into the, into the gymnasium, we would slap the door, uh, the top of the doorpost, and we'd yell, win, win, win. And of course, we'd have our, our favorite music playing as we went out there to warm up, uh, just a way to kind of pump us up and get us ready for the game. For football, it was a little more vicious, um, you know, like you have pads on and a helmet on, and you'd be smacking each other's pads or grabbing helmets and, and, and banging heads and yelling at one another. And Man, what we're doing, we're getting ready to go out and, and hopefully win the game. Now, I can tell right now that I'm losing some of the the female audience, so let me try to come up with another analogy that maybe you'll understand. It's Thanksgiving, right? And you just finished your Thanksgiving meal and you're sitting around and now you pick up your phone, come on ladies, and, and, and you're starting to make plans for your Black Friday shopping. Right, like, like you're texting um, all, all of your girls, like, hey, what time are we hooking up tonight? Hey, we're gonna get some really great deals, and hey, I'll meet you over at this store, and oh man, this place has this coupon, and, and you guys are chatting it up, and all this stuff, what are you doing? You're getting ready, come on, for your pregame, for your pregame shopping, right? I, I think maybe that, that one got you where you're at, right? You're getting ready for your shopping. Well, in this passage in Psalm 20, this is what's taking place. This, 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 this man of God, David, the choir is singing and getting him pumped up. The passage is written in such a way that it encourages him for battle. It, it shows surety and certainty that everything's going to be okay because God is in control. It's specifically written in, in a way that it would encourage the one that's going out to battle. And in this case, it's David saying, hey, be with him, and man, bring victory to him, kind of like our pregame, right? Here he is getting, getting pumped up, and they're pumping him up to go into battle, but it's also prophetic in nature, in that it actually begins to point to Jesus Christ, the one that would bring victory for all time when he goes to the cross and then raises again from the grave. It is like this pregame, pregame moment to get them ready for battle. Now, although this passage is not written about you and me, it's written about David in real time there about going into battle and it's written prophetically about Jesus as he would win the ultimate battle. Here's something we need to understand. We can still take this verse and apply it to our life and here's why. Because you and I now as Christ's followers are a part of the battle as well. How do I know that? Well, I know that because Paul, the great apostle, who wrote most of the New Testament, writes his son in the faith, Timothy, and says, Timothy, I want you to fight the good fight. First Timothy 6, 12. It says to fight the good fight of faith. It's talking about a battle. It's talking about, man, we're, 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 we're at war. There, there's an enemy. Fight the good fight of faith. Another verse that I would think of is John 12. 9 through 11. Now in John 12, here's what's taking place. Uh, in the Gospels, a man named Lazarus has been raised from the dead by Jesus. 
And, and now what's happening is Lazarus' testimony and Lazarus himself, he's out there and his testimony is now beginning to bring people to Jesus. It's creating more Christ followers. And, and some of the people don't like that. So listen to what it says. It says, when the people heard Jesus arrival, they flocked to see him, now listen to it, and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Listen, they weren't just coming to see Jesus. It wasn't just about, they were actually coming to see Lazarus, who was a testimony of Christ's work. They were coming to see him. And that made some people upset. Look at this. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. For it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Are you seeing what took place there? The work of Jesus in Lazarus' life raises Lazarus up so much so that now Lazarus' life is a testament of Christ's glory and goodness. And so now the battle that was against Jesus has now come upon Lazarus as well. You gotta know something. When you became a part of the family of God, there is a testimony on your life about the goodness of God, and the enemy doesn't like that, so now the battle that was directed at Jesus is now directed at you as well. And it's a real fight. And so here we are in this battle. And so now we can declare Psalm 20 over our life. Listen to it again, because there's some keys in here that I wanna share with you. It says in times of trouble. Has anybody here ever found themselves in a time of trouble? Anybody watching right now, you ever find yourself in a time of trouble? Yeah, I know we're in one now, but in the future, you're gonna find yourself in time of trouble, maybe in the past. Listen to what it says. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the Lord answer your cry, your call for help in times of trouble. Now I want you to listen to how he answers your cry for help. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. Here we see three specific things. Here's why I can stand on this platform today and declare to you that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because we have a God who hears our cry for help, and he answers us. He answers us. Number one, check this out. What happens when, our, when we cry for help in our times of trouble? Number one, it's seen right here in this verse. In verse one, he will defend you. He will defend you. L listen to what the verse says. He will defend you. It says, may the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. That's a defender. Now, I love the way it's written because it says, may the God of Jacob. Who is it talking about? It's talking about Yahweh. It's talking about the all-powerful, all-knowing God, that he's the one that will come and defend you. But I also like that it says this. It says, and may the God of Jacob. Now, why would it say that? It could have just said, and may God, may Yahweh come and defend you. I believe it's written this way. May the God of Jacob defend you or come to your help. I believe it's written this way because in that moment of encouragement, as the choir was singing over David, they wanted to bring a reminder to David that God had already done it. 
for someone else. That God had already done it for Jacob and if God did it for Jacob, David, come on, he can do it for you. What an encouragement to us today as we might find ourselves in times of trouble or now that we know we're in the battle and that the fight is on us as well, that we can cry to him and that Yahweh, the all-powerful, all-knowing one would come. But guess what? Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a flashback. We need to remember back when he had done it for us before. And in that moment of remembrance, all of a sudden it becomes a great encouragement. We can stop and we can pause. Listen to me right now as you're sitting there tuning in. Man, I want you to know something. It's going to be okay. God has brought people through things like this before. And God is going to bring us through it again. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that no matter what you're facing right now, come on, some of you just need to remember back. Listen, the reality is, is maybe you haven't walked through a difficult season before, but I guarantee you, you know someone that has. And as David would be reminded of the God of Jacob, he would think back to the stories of how God visited Jacob. And he could say, yeah, man, God, if you did it for him, you can do it for me as well. You know, sometimes we just need to remember who is the one that's defending us? Who is that one? And it's the King of Kings. It's the Lord of Lords. And he's done it. He's done it for me. He's done it for others. Did it for Jacob. He did it for David. And I guarantee you, he'll be your defender today. But he doesn't just defend. Look at this, number two. He will send you help. He will send you help. Listen to the very next verse. Look, he did, or the, the same verse, but the very next part of it. He, he will defend you. He will keep you safe from harm. Next, next verse says, may he send you help from his sanctuary. Not only will he defend you, number two, he will send you help. Pretty powerful thought, isn't it? That he'll send you help. Listen to where he send, sends help from. He sends help from, sanct, from his sanctuary. Listen, the help isn't coming from, 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 from man, It's not coming from your own resources. It's not coming from your own abilities. It's not not coming from the government. It's not coming from doctors. It's not coming from a a stimulus check. It's not coming from a PPP program. Come on, church. Our help is coming from his sanctuary. Now, this is the cool part about this verse. If you study out this idea of sanctuary, sanctuary, the word, the original word is Kadesh, meaning a holy place that your help is coming from a holy place. It's not coming from a man-made place. It's not coming from man's plans or man's ideas or man's agendas. No, it's coming from, what a great reminder today. What a great reminder for you and I that we can lean into him and know it's going to be okay. Listen to me. If right now you're leaning in uh, to other, other help, listen, let, man, let's, let's be wise. And let's seek out all the help that's out there and let's be a part of that. But, you know, for me and my wife, um, you know, we see these stimulus checks that are going to come. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've talked to some of my friends and they all got theirs. We ain't got ours yet. But here's the thing. I, I'm not relying on a stimulus check. I'm not relying on those programs. Look, I'm going to tap into them. I'm going to use them. Man, we're going we're to be a part of that. We're going to use wisdom. But listen to me. I know where my help comes from. My help. And he's sending me help from a holy place. It's coming from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Not only will he defend you, but come on, somebody. He's going to send you help. 
He's gonna send you help. Cool part about this idea of coming from the sanctuary, it's literally either specifically speaking of heaven where God dwells, or it's specifically speaking of the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant was. Here's what it means. It means that it's coming directly from his presence, from his presence. And lastly, in this verse, number three, not only will he defend you, not only will he send you help, which he's doing, I love this one, number three, he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. And this passage that we read tonight, it says that he will strengthen you out of Jerusalem, talking about the city. Other translations say Zion. Uh, Zion would be the hill country of Jerusalem. Here's what it's saying. It's saying, hey, look, when you are down and, and you feel weak, strength is gonna come. And here's where it's gonna come from. It's gonna come from Jerusalem. Now, why, what, what is that all about? The strength coming from Jerusalem. Check this out. Jerusalem is where the people of God lived. Jerusalem is the place where other like-minded people were that believed in the, the work that was taking place. They were the ones that were singing about David going into battle or prophetically declaring the coming King, Jesus. Here's what the verse is telling us. Man, your strength is going to come from the people of Jerusalem as they surround you and they encourage you. Think about that for a minute. Now, ultimately, I know that our strength comes from the Lord. We could read verse after verse after verse after verse. But here's something you need to understand. Our strength comes from the Lord, and the way God brings that strength is he brings it through a body of believers. That's why it's so important and so valuable that, that, we, that we come together as a church. That's why, you know, the Bible talks about don't forsake the gathering together of the saints, meaning the church. Now, I know you're sitting there saying, Pastor, we can't gather together right now, so I'm not feeling very strengthened. Listen to me. Just because we can't be in proximity doesn't mean we can't be in community. We can be in community. Man, pick up a phone, call somebody, text somebody, jump on a Zoom. I know you're tired of Zoom, so am I. But we can still connect, and here's the power of that. When we connect with people, with people that are serving Jesus, with people that are following Jesus, with people that are of the same mind and, man, going in the same direction, guess what happens? Strength happens. Strength happens. Listen to what it says. Man, he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you out of Jerusalem. How many of you listening right now could attest to being around people and as you hang out with them, uh, man, they just drain you. Anybody, right? Now, don't look around your living room right now, okay? Don't do that. Just stay right here. But you ever hung out with people and you just felt drained, man, those, those energy depleters, those energy suckers. Maybe we can call them spiritual vampires, right? They just drain you. But the opposite of that is true, too, that when all of a sudden you're surrounded with the right people, that all of a sudden you feel encouragement begin to come. Why? Because they're speaking the love of Jesus. They're speaking faith, hope, and love and encouraging you. This is what it says. He's gonna hear our cry for help and he's going to defend us. So powerful. He's going to strengthen us. 
Man, I love that thought of, man, when I'm weak, man, his strength comes and strengthens me. But I love this idea that he will, he will strengthen me. He'll send encouragement uh, out, of, out, of, out of Zion, out of Jerusalem, that strength coming from Jerusalem as we surround ourselves with people that are serving Jesus. I, I feel like I'm hearing the Lord say today that reinforcements are on the way. That reinforcements are on the way. There's some of you that are watching right now that you feel depleted of strength. You, you feel discouraged. Uh, you feel like, man, you, got, you ain't got nothing left in you and nothing left to give. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm telling you as surely as I was here on Thursday night and I saw cars pulling up and they were gonna take communion Man, they would come up and literally, man, I saw people's faces begin to change as our prayer team walked over to the car and as our pastors walked over to the car and we served them communion and we begin to pray for them and we begin to declare victory over their life. Man, I saw them to begin to change. Why was that? Because the reinforcements, just being around the body of Christ. And I feel like right now God is saying to somebody, man, don't lose hope. Man, do not give in despair, but reinforcements are coming in Jesus' mighty name. All you need to do, listen to what he says. He says, I respond to your cry for help. Listen to me, I don't know who you're crying out to today. I don't know who you're talking to today. Some of you need to change who you're talking to. Some of you need to change who you're crying out to. You need to turn your confession and turn your cries to the one that hears and the one that answers he is the one that defends. He is the one that sends help. And he is the one that strengthens, listen to it now, in our time of trouble. And I believe right now, come on, someone is receiving that and someone is being encouraged and someone is being lifted up. Are you with me this morning? Come on, I believe that God has you today. I believe that he's gonna defend you. And I believe that he's gonna send you help. And I believe that he's gonna strengthen. I want you to do this right now, right where you're at. Come on, I just want you to close your eyes. And I want to pray for you. And this is what I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray Psalm 20, verses 1 and 2 over your life. And I believe that as I do, come on, the strength is going to enter back into you. He's going to send you help. Reinforcements are on the way. And he's going to defend you. Come on right now, just begin to lean in. God, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. God, even in the moments when we don't see it, God, you're working. You're a faithful God. And so, Lord, right now I pray, Lord, for everyone that's tuned in, God, let them hear Psalm 20. God, let them hear the words of this verse. Times of trouble. May the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. All harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. Lord, I pray right now for everyone that's tuned in. God, I pray you'd be their defender. I pray you'd be the one that gives them strength and sends them help. As your eyes are closed and you hear my voice right now, maybe you're tuning in and you don't know Jesus. And you need to get to that place where he hears your cry. Listen, the, the very first cry that he would love to hear come from you. The Bible says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I wanna help you call upon him today. So as you're sitting in your living room, your dining room, your family room, maybe your car, you're on a phone, I don't know. 
just for a moment, just shut out everything else by closing your eyes. The Bible says that you believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he is. And confession is made unto salvation. Let me help you get there. Just say this prayer. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm crying out to you. Calling upon you. Lord, would you save me? Would you forgive me of all the things that I've done in my life? Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God and that you died on the cross for my sins, that you rose again so that I could rise and have a brand new life today. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me in all truth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you just if you just prayed that prayer, right now our service host is putting up a link um, so that you can click on that link and let us know that you said yes to Jesus. If you let us know that you said yes to Jesus, we're going to send you some information via email and, and possibly even by mail. If you give us your address, we'll send you a Bible. You need one. We just want to help you take your next steps in Him today. Make sure you click on that link. If you can't find the link, you can simply text YES to 858-943-2221. We'll connect with you and help you take your next steps. I believe there's some others out there that, man, you know Jesus and you're in a relationship with Jesus, but you've been struggling, been struggling. I want you to be encouraged today. I believe it's going to be all right. You're going to make it through. Come on, victory is ours. Just keep calling upon Him and watch the God of Jacob, Yahweh, come on, defend you, send you help, strengthen you right now in your time of need. We'd love to connect with you further. And, um, so right after the service, doesn't matter which service, but right after the service, we're going to have a Zoom time. And uh, we'd love to connect with you face to face. And I know that can be intimidating to some people, um, but man, we just love to see your face and man, encourage you, talk with you a little bit. Matter of fact, last Sunday uh, was the most people we had to jump on Zoom ever. It was awesome. And, and we'd love to connect with you. And so click on the Zoom link that's coming up um, and, uh, and connect with us that way. Um, I'd love to connect with you in the virtual world. I also just want to say, church, thank you so much for being an incredible, incredible church that keeps giving and being generous. We're helping so many already. And I know there's more that are going to need help. Um, I, I believe as we enter May, we're going to see a lot more people that need to be helped. So I, I said it last week, and I want to say it again. Right now um, is, is the best time to be generous. Right now is not the time to hold back. Right now is the time to step in in faith and say, God, I'm trusting you with my finances, and I want to be a part of being generous and so we can help others in the church. And so if you'd like to give today, you can do that once again. Link's coming up. You can text GIVE to 858-943-2221. You're asking, how, how, how can I get help? Now we're here to help you. We're doing, we're, we're, we're grocery shopping for people. Uh, man, we're dropping them off at their doorsteps. Um, we're doing other things. We're helping people out, some finances. Um, 
So if you need help and you're watching this, we wanna connect with you. And all you need to do is text HELP2020 to 858-943-2221. And uh, we'll connect with you in your need. You can also click that link that's coming up in the comments section. Church, thank you so much for being a part of today. Uh, man, we're gonna continue with this uh, message of, of faith, hope, and love as we declare it's gonna be okay because I really do believe it's gonna be. Um, let's stay connected with one another and watch and see, come on, the God of victory come through. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you for a great day here at Canvas Church. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would be with us, that you'd be for us, and that you continue to defend us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.